I'm sitting on my balls. Ow! Ow! Everybody and welcome to episode 111 of Comical Podcast. I'm your host Justin Corbett, and with me is General Testicles. General Testicles, yes. that's a throwback. <laughs> Jeez, we've been talking about that guy since like episode 40. Well, it's because uh, some shit happened, man. What and happened? I don't want to talk about. It. <laughs> you can't lead with that. Fine. Well, it happened to me right here too. And you, okay. First of all, boxers are dangerous. Boxers like fighters? No, 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 no. Boxer underwear are dangerous for the growing man. Okay? Uh, okay. When, when you're well endowed like a horse is, okay. and, <laughs> and you go to sit down, nothing is really, you know, kept in place, right. as they say. And, well, you kind of sit on you're not You're nuts are boxing each other. I got you. No, they're not boxing each other. I sat on them, damn it. Ow, ow. That's an old man problem. Whoa. No, it's, a, it's a, any man problem who has a set of nuts. It doesn't matter how old you are. I don't know. I mean, I, I've got a pair myself, and I don't ever tend to sit on <laughs> Don't you ever have that problem when you're sitting back in your chair and you roll forward? And you're like, holy shit, that hurt. I think the older you get, the more they hang low. And the lower they hang, the more likely you are to sit on them. And I don't really have that issue yet. Well, this shit happened to me when I was a lot I'm still young. a young man. Nice. So nice <laughs> this shit happened to me a while back, a long, long time ago, too. So maybe you maybe you haven't got big enough balls. <laughs> <laughs> But seriously, man, and this shit just happened to me a few minutes ago when I sat down in this damn chair. I sat down on the right one. You saw me like my eye like shoot up into my head <laughs> with so, pain, man. So why are you still talking in a low voice? <laughs> Hello, everybody. <laughs> this is Horsticles. Oh my god. <laughs> As General Testicles. General Testicles. No, it. it uh, you gave me some time to recover. Oh, okay. Remember, That's I told you I was doing something down here. Yeah, that was time to recover. But shit, that shit hurts, man. It's worse than getting your shit caught in a zipper. I wouldn't know that either, but I've never done that. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we spent two minutes talking about your balls, let's move on to this week's comics. Okay. What, what were your top two this week, General Testicles? <laughs> <laughs> number two is Dark Knight number three, The Master Race by Frank Miller and Brian Azzarello. Azzarello. Uh-huh. Azzarello. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm still feeling my tendon balls here. <laughs> Dude, it's freaking cool, man. Don't feel them in my house. Nice. <laughs> well, here's my finger. No. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, uh, you know, Batman's walking around in the snow, uh, has Robin with him. and the, Carrie Kelly. Robin. Yeah. The Kryptonians, dude, are like assholes. Well, if you haven't been reading Dark Knight Returns 3, uh, it's called The Master Race because the <gasps> Kryptonians show up and they believe that humanity... Fight the power! Should only Wrong exist way. to worship them, should only exist to be their slaves. They're going to be the new gods of Earth. So there's a whole bunch of them that show up, probably like 10 or so. Yeah. 10 to 15. And they plan on enslaving humanity. And Superman's been missing for years. He's been hiding away in his Sorcerer of Solitude. He's actually like fallen asleep and gotten encased in like a, a layer of ice. Yeah, because he got the big butt hurt. Well, no, he's not. He just he disappeared from society. He didn't even care, dude. He's, he's laying he there doesn't like a- really care. Like an emo Superman. And Batman's gotten so old now that he can't really fight the way he used to. So, Carrie Kelly, he's impressed with her. He's trained her better than any Robin he's had before. He's really impressed with how she handles herself, how fast she moves, how ruthless she is. 
And he's like, you're going to team up with Superman. That's the only way to fight these people. Mm-hmm. So he takes her into the where the Fortress of Solitude is, and they find Superman's body encased in ice, and the yep. two of them together break him out. Yeah, but he doesn't get out and doesn't want to do anything until she says something yeah. about the Master Race. And uh, initially, Batman's trying to talk to him. Bruce Wayne's trying to talk to him. And he's like, I know you can hear me, Clark. I know you're looking at me with your x-ray vision through the ice with your eyes closed. He's like, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Piece of shit. <laughs> like, Stop ignoring me. I know you're in there, motherfucker. <laughs> and Carrie Kelly's like, look, these Kryptonians have shown up. None of us are strong enough to stop them. We need your help. And finally, Superman wakes up and he's like, yeah, okay, we can do this. Yeah. Then he goes to kick some ass and then you see the ultimate fuck over. <laughs> yeah. Apparently the uh, Kryptonians got their hands on Superman and Wonder Woman's daughter and have kind of turned her against... Oh, you can't say it like that. <laughs> That's dirty. <laughs> no, I mean, like that, but they turned her against her father, so now it's going to be like a knockdown dragout between his daughter, who's arguably more powerful than he is, and him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on top of that, you're going to have Carrie Kelly probably wearing the original Dark Knight Krypton suit, trying to fight against the other su- Superman. I got a feeling Bruce Wayne's going to get involved and wind up getting killed. It's certainly possible. Yeah, I, I can see that so. happening, too. I think he's going to go out like a hero. I thought it was really good. It didn't quite make my top three, but it was one of the better books I read this week. Yeah, it's pretty good. I, I've been impressed with it. It's yeah, me, me too. What was your number two? My number two is actually Saga number 34 from Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. Bring it back to Saga! We haven't had Saga as a top book in a while. Yeah, because it's been telling the story. It hasn't been all action-packed, you know? Well, it jumped forward quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the daughter was kidnapped. You know, she was taken by the, the robots and put on that slave planet or whatever. And now she's going through education training kind of stuff like she's working with the teachers but she has, to hide, she has to hide her wings her <laughs> grandmother told her a long time ago her wings have to be hidden she can't ever reveal to anybody that she's both races because they will kill her uh-huh so she's she reveals herself to her teacher in the previous issue and her teacher's like okay well child i'm gonna keep you safe and actually in this issue she decides to help her escape mm-hmm. well the main story of this issue is that marco and alana her father and mother they're trying to track down where she is so they go to this library that might have some records of ships being confiscated mm-hmm. that can maybe tell them what happened to the grandmother and daughter right. when the ship was taken by the robots. So they go there, and of course they have to convince the guards to let them in and then get inside and not get caught. And it's really funny and really clever and just really like interesting to see the two of them working together again uh, because they've both grown quite a bit in the years they've been apart. Mm-hmm. Like Marco's magic's gotten a lot better, and Alana's become a lot more ruthless and a lot more willing just to kill people. Mm-hmm. And uh, they play some pretty funny jokes on the uh, guards. <laughs> I don't know if you really call them jokes, but uh, they, they definitely trick the guards into leaving and letting them get away with what they need to. Yeah. And then, of course, they go back to the island where they had abandoned Robot 4, who's now a knight instead of uh, a prince, mm-hmm. and his son, who's now a squire. <laughs> And they try to convince him to come with them because they find out their daughter is being held on the robot homeworld and they can't get there by themselves. Yeah. So they need his help. And of course, he's being an asshole and is like, no, fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we know where you are. We could just tell people where you are if you don't come and help us. And they basically blackmail him into helping them, which I thought was kind of cool uh, since he's been such a dick for the entire series. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, of course, you got a little side story going on with the Will and uh, his spider friend. I can't remember her name, the Brand, maybe. Yeah. Um, you get a touch on every single one of the, the mercenaries. Good touch or bad touch? Uh, it's a good touch. Okay. You know, we're, the story's moving along at a much faster pace now, and I'm just, I'm really enjoying it. All righty. And of course, Saga. Fiona's art is just spectacular. Saga. It's hard to go wrong with Saga. I mean, it's it's one of the best books on the stands. It lulls a little bit, but it's got such an amazing story behind it that 
it's almost always going to recover. It's incredible how much they're jumping, though. They're like jumping and jumping and <laughs> jumping. I don't know. Lose a little bit of that. Sometimes know. it does seem like it might interrupt the story a little bit, but it seems to be working better this time than it did the previous time. They could have probably kept this book when she was still a little girl and gone for a long ass time before they made that jump. They'd be printing money. But I, I can understand why they got to jump forward. I get yeah. it. But yeah, they could have probably just kept it at that. So what was your number one? My number one, Spider-Man 2099, number seven by Peter David and Will Sliney. It was good. Of course it's good. <laughs> it's Peter David. It's hard to go wrong with him. I know, right? It's hard to go wrong with Miguel anyway. Just saying. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. <laughs> well, you know, he's fighting that chick that got changed by the terrorist mess, and she calls herself Gloriana, which is kind of damn funny because she thinks he's a freaking god now. Well, yeah, the, his employee became an inhuman. Oh, and she's got mass. She's got power, though. <laughs> him and Lash were fighting over the cocoon before mm-hmm. she, she broke free. And she breaks free, and instead of being awkward and not sure of her powers and not sure of what the new world means for her as an inhuman, she comes out and she's like, I'm the shit, bitches. I'm a god, and I'm Gloriana. (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, she's got the power to back it up, which is kind of the cool thing, because the first thing she does is send Lash to some far corner of the earth. Yeah, she really could have messed up Spider-Man, but instead she fought him. Yeah. I'm like, what? Why? Well, she used her power to, like, send a beam of light into Lash and teleport him elsewhere. We don't know yeah, where he went. That's right. Spider-Man has that suit. So yeah. And uh, she tried to do stuff to Spider-Man, but his suit kind of didn't let her. So the two of them get in a fight. And uh, in the end, he's like, well, you can be a hero. And she's like, yeah. And initially they kind of end up like on the same side, but the further along it goes, she starts saying this very zealot like things. Like I'm going to have all these people worship me. And if they don't worship me, I'm going to kill them. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Jesus statue almost falls on her. That was funny. So uh, she, she goes to this church and starts demanding that people worship her or die. Yeah. And then Spider-Man feels like he has to interfere. and uh, That's what the statue was at. It's, it's a good issue. I thought it was definitely an interesting take on a new Inhuman. Uh, we haven't seen one that comes out yet. Well, then she been... sees her, her girl, Rhonda. I think yeah. She sees her girlfriend, and she gets impaled, and she's like, Ugh! and that's where it ends. Yeah. Once, and they well, wind up in a hospital, and she just disappears. Once somebody she's attached to shows up and gets hurt, that's what triggers her to like reclaim some of her humanity. And she just flees, which I thought was good. Um, it was really, it was one of the better Marvel books this week for sure. Man, I will tell you what, Spider Man twenty nine has been really good this year so far. I've been, I mean, it didn't last season, last time it was running it was really good, and I think he's still on a roll. I agree. I think this is probably my favorite um, series of Spider Man twenty ninety nine. I think this is the, probably the best volume of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. What was your number one? This is going to come as a shock to a lot of people. My number one is actually Outcast number sixteen from Robert Kirkman and Paul Azaceta. All right, quit bullshit. What's your number one? No, that's that's really it. What? It was great. What? <laughs> oh, you like it because he got his ass kicked. <laughs> well, I like to see that he finally went out there as a demon hunter trying to do an exorcism. He, like, blew off the, the shitty priest who hasn't really done anything except wine. And uh, the devil came to his house and carved his chest. Right. But <laughs> every time you see the two main characters together, uh-huh. the, the priest is always like, well, I don't really know how it works. And he's like, we need to help these people. And he's real soppy and whatever. Uh, and Kyle is not like that. Now that he's accepted that he is an exorcist, that he is an outcast, he's going to go in there and he's just going to be like, get the fuck out of here, demon, and it's going to work. But when he goes to this first attempt on his own, he goes downstairs and he meets the guy who he's supposed to exercise, and it turns out to be this huge hulking black dude that he physically can't overpower. Everybody he's gone up against so far has been like women and children. So now he has a physical threat that the demon's inside of, and he can't just walk up to it and be like, come out, because the demon's going to fight back which he does, and he thoroughly gets his ass whooped, which I thought was great. He lands a couple of good blows, but yeah, he got his ass. Remember, he crawls up, he's like, ah. <laughs> I thought it was really cool, too, that the demon like has to stay in the dark every time the light gets turned on or something. He's like, no! <laughs> yeah, it was 
probably one of the best issues in a long, long time. It is. They're really kind of like branching out and explaining how the demons work a little bit more and then trying to explain how his powers work, even though he didn't really get to use them in this issue. Yeah, earlier when I said it was the devil, it was another demon that did that carving, that guy with the hat. I don't know who the hell that guy is. It's, it's the devil. It's the devil? I'm pretty sure it's the devil. You're sure it's not just another demon, a powerful demon, not, not the devil himself? I, I get the feeling that it's like the big bad. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, I mean, we don't know for sure yet. The big bad. That's yeah. his new name? Sure. Why not? <laughs> Hashtag the big bad. <laughs> it works. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Uh, but it, it was fantastic. This is definitely one of the best issues of Outcast in a really long time. Um, I knew the story would get good eventually. It's just taken a long time to get here. I'm blown away. Yeah, I'm just I'm calling it quits. I'm I'm shocked. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> so that was my number one. Very nice. What was your pick of the week? You know, I don't have to talk pick of the week. That was my pick of the week. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's why I'm like, huh? I figured never in a million years you would ever pick that book. I liked it. Okay. Well, what was your pick of the week then? Uh, My pick of the week was actually a new book from Aftershock Comics, uh, Strayer. This is issue two from Justin Jordan and Juan Gideon. You said The Shocker? No, Strayer. No. It's from The Shocker? It's from a new publishing company called Aftershock Comics. Oh, okay. My bad. I don't know why. And what they did is they came out of nowhere towards the end of 2015 and just hired a bunch of really up-and-coming or, like, really popular independent comic writers and artists. Yeah, you said Justin Jordan. Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. They have a lot of people. Uh, it's not just him. Like, Marguerite Bennett's a part of it. I think Jim Lee is, is doing something for them. No freaking like, way. They, they have a lot of people on their roster that they went out and recruited. And there's a, a ton of books that they're putting out. Uh, but Strayer is the first title from theirs that I've been able to pick up. Because since they're small press, a lot of local comic shops won't order it unless there's already, like, a subscriber that's requesting it. So I ha- it took me a long time to find Strayer, actually. I had to go online and order it from one of the websites. And I finally got it yesterday. I loved it. Uh, Did you see who's also working on the book? Yeah, Tom Tamara Von Villian and Rachel, Rachel Deering is the editor. That's pretty uh, cool. We're friends with both of them on Facebook. Yeah. Um, so it's the story of this this guy who's like kind of a weird mercenary named Strayer, who well, really more than a mercenary, he's a vagabond. He kind of goes from town to town doing whatever to survive. And he needs money to survive, so he only does jobs that'll pay him. Well, the setting is kind of this um, post-apocalyptic thing. Like humanity built up great technological inventions and stuff and then sort of blew themselves up and all that's left is like wasteland kind of towns or, you know, small little bits of technology. And there's this core group that kind of controls everything, like the the evil empire or whatever. And they they have magic and they have sorcery and they have technomancers and things like that. But they find this girl who's out in the wild who has the ability to control machines. And Strayer, who's this vagabond, was part machine, it seems like. Like, he has some kind of technological thing built inside of him. So when they encounter each other, the girl takes control of Strayer's body and uses him to assert dominance towards these people in this town. And they rescued this town from this giant troll uh, monster that shows up. And he's like this weird, like, rock tree. He's on the cover of issue one. He's pretty badass to see Strayer take that thing on. I mean, it's like... David versus Goliath kind of story. That thing is freaking huge, man. And in the second issue, they're trying to make it to this town. Uh, the girl's on a quest to, to meet some people in this town, and he has been hired as her bodyguard. And they meet up at this caravan, and there's a lot more like dialogue, back and forth kind of things going on in the second issue. But uh, it lays the groundwork for a much cooler, much bigger story, I think. And um, I'm really enjoying it. And uh, I highly recommend checking this one out. Yeah, looking at the covers, it looks pretty damn cool, actually. I might have to try to snag a couple of these. Yeah. Huh. Juan, how do you pronounce the guy's name? Juan, Juan Gideon. Juan Gideon. Huh. Cool. Yeah. So uh, I like it a lot. Aftershock, uh, I'm going to pick up some more of their titles and see what the company's all about because I'm, I'm liking this one so far. All righty then. Might have so, to reach out to them. 
that was my pick of the week. Uh, I do have one more book that I kind of want to talk about. Um, back in 2015, we talked to our listeners about some segments we could do for the show, some different things we could kind of highlight. We talked about doing like a blast from the past kind of thing or talking about graphic novels okay. and whatnot. So I had a recommendation for a graphic novel that somebody gave me last week, and I ended up reading it, and it was really good. So I want to talk about this graphic novel for a few moments. Okay. Well, I, uh, So this is an original graphic novel from Oni Press called Narcoleptic Sunday, and it's created by Jeremy Hahn and Brian Koshak. So basically it's the story of this guy who doesn't exactly have narcolepsy, but it's kind of like that. Like, he can sleep through anything, and he's always tired. So he'll be, like, standing in line at the, at the restaurant, and he'll just fall asleep. He'll be on a public bus, and he'll just fall asleep. You know, he'll be in the middle of sex and just fall asleep. What? <laughs> that's, kind of, that's kind of his life. So he meets this girl who he absolutely falls head over heels for, and they hook up very quickly. Like, the second day he knows her, they, they, take, they go home, and they're sleeping together, and it's, like, this amazing, transcendent experience skills and when he finishes they're done he finishes okay he falls asleep <laughs> oh wow as he normally does but he wakes up covered in blood she's dead what the bullet holes all up and down her body his apartment looks like it's been destroyed he doesn't know what happened he slept through whatever it was so the police question him they're asking him you know what happened he falls asleep during the interview <laughs> they wake him back up and he's like i don't know what happened like i literally just met this person and as he leaves the police station, he runs into this old man who's like, you've st- stepped into something much larger than yourself by bringing that girl home. That girl was somebody important, and there's something going on, and you're going to have to figure out what it is, and you're going to have to see it through, or else you're going to have to run. Those are your only two options. So he has to become kind of like a private investigator thing and figure out who this girl was, who she knew, where she came from. Turns out she was a stripper. She had a bunch of friends at the strip club that give him some advice about what might have been going on with her that caused her to die. And he... You know, he, he lives his life with his friends and stuff and then tries to investigate why she was murdered. But at the same time, he's got this like weird problem where he falls asleep all the time. He'll fall asleep and somebody who's after him will capture him and he'll wake up tied to a chair. And then he'll manage to escape from the chair with the help of somebody who shows up that was a, a new acquaintance of his. And they'll get away and then he'll fall asleep and wake up at that person's apartment completely naked. Dude, he can totally get butt raped if he doesn't watch it. Uh, well, the funny thing is, at the end of the story, he ends up with this huge briefcase of money. I was just going to say I ended up with a huge pain in the ass. <laughs> Dude, don't say that. And he's, uh, he's riding on a bus to get away, and he falls asleep with this giant briefcase full of money in his, in his arms. You better start popping some no-dos. <laughs> it doesn't work for him. Uh, but it's a really interesting and unique story. Do you have this book? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got to read this. Uh, it's a really fast read, too. I got through the whole thing in about an hour. Um, but it's, it's a lot of fun. It's definitely something unusual. Like I've never read anything like this before. So Yeah, let me snag down uh, the way out. Yeah. It's a classic. I think you should check it out. Okay. Yeah. So, just thought Sweet. I'd touch on that. Sounds pretty damn funny. It was. I liked it. And why am I thinking of Deuce Bigelow where that chick like falls asleep when she throws the ball? ball? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like that. That's pretty damn funny. So, anyways, let's move on. Okay. I want to remind everybody that if you enjoy the show, there are a couple of ways you can support us. Number one is by going to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash comical podcast, and choosing to donate on a monthly basis. Uh, we have donation levels all the way from $1 up to, I think, 40 Up to 100000 And uh, you can really like set whatever amount you want. You choose your reward level, and then you can actually choose the amount uh, as, as high as you want to go. So we appreciate anything anybody can do. We've oh, got, we seriously appreciate it. We've got a few people supporting us already, and we really you know, can't say thank you enough to those people. Um, it keeps the show going. It pays our bills. And a little bit extra is getting set aside each month towards different projects that we have planned. That's right. Ball reconstruction. Well, that's a problem just for you. (laughs) (laughs) 
But uh, anything- you sit on them, bastards. Not not on mine. I don't, sit on I, don't yours. Wanna, I don't. I don't think you want me to sit on your balls, and I don't want to sit on them either. <laughs> That's our episode title: <laughs> "Sit on My Balls." <laughs> so uh, again, Patreon.com/slash Comical Podcast, and alternatively, you can go to CafePress.com/slash Comical Podcast and buy merchandise. Uh, we have a bunch of different T-shirt designs up there. We have some new ones in the works, but again, I'm just super busy. Haven't had time to finish those. They'll be up sometime this year. <laughs> nice. <laughs> again, cafepress.com slash comical podcast. And uh, now it's time for everybody's favorite segment. Tell me a funny story. And this week it's Miguel. Well, it's me sitting on my balls. Not funny. <laughs> It's pain. <laughs> it's funny to me. Prediction pain. <laughs> we'll go back to my roots, as you like to say, I don't let things go. So I went to a little shopping yesterday with the wife and the kids, and, you know, we had a little bit of money, so uh, we went out. Needed some new shoes. And so we went into Academy. And, you know how I, I don't understand, but Academy is the only place I know you can go into, and they have a shitload of people in there, and never take any time to come help you. They... I guess because they don't get paid on commission, so they don't come to they like, fuck it, let them do it themselves. Some dude was rolling socks, some dude was talking to somebody else, some dude was looking at cleaning some shit off, like not really doing anything, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we're just like looking at his shoes, and I'm reaching up to the top, and I know the guy can see me, so he looks, and he walks away. I'm like, okay, all right. I get one box, and the other ones fall down. I'm like, ah, no problem, I'll stack them back up, but I really couldn't. So you know what? There's a ladder. Let me go grab that ladder. So I go and grab the ladder, and I'm banging everything as I'm, I'm hitting chairs, I'm hitting boxes, I'm knocking shit over. I'm like, fuck it, I don't care. Fuckers don't got time, and he's like, you're knocking shit down. Psh. Hey, bastards don't want to help me. I got to do it my damn self. You know what? Then kiss my ass. So I carry the thing all the way. I get up to the top, put the thing down. Okay, where are my shoes? Walk up there. I go click, 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 click. Okay, here. Hold this, brain. Give me the other boxes. Put the box up there. Cameron, anything else? Yeah, okay. So I'll go back up there, and Cameron climbs up the other side of the ladder and gets his pair of shoes, and he comes down. We're trying the shoes on. We'll go back, put them back up. And I, I, I said, I don't like these. Let me see if I can find these that I got on right now. So I went and grabbed another box, and the academy guy comes around the corner. Hey, sir, can I help you? Well, yeah, I could have used your help about 25 fucking minutes ago, but since you didn't want to come help me, I figured I got the damn ladder and did it myself. Maybe I should work for Academy. He goes, oh, okay. So he turned around and walks away with his head down like a dog with his tail between his legs. You piece of shit. Do your fucking job. Don't come to me 20 minutes later after I already did your job. Hell, I could have sold shoes to everybody around because after I put the ladder up, the guy next to me went up the ladder and got a pair of shoes and came back down. Like, oh, I thought you were going to say he came up and asked you if you worked there. No, no. <laughs> I wasn't wearing Academy colors. That doesn't usually work well for no, you. No, no. <laughs> but no, it was like, come on, man. Seriously? So then I go try this other pair of shoes off, and another guy comes up. The guy who was messing with the socks comes by and grabs the ladder and takes it away. I'm like... Yeah, just take the ladder, fuckers. Like, we're not going to use it anymore. We're done since you actually can't do anything around this damn store. And he was like, will you shut up? No. Piece of crap don't want to do their job. I mean, to hell these people. Look, I ain't buying these damn shoes here now. Wait till I get to the front. She's like, don't do it. <laughs> so I didn't. I, I remained calm. And actually, I think a reason why I forgot is because I went up there and I went looking at the hats. And they had a, Aggie hats were on sale. So I bought me a cool Aggie hat. So uh, I forgot about to complain. So. Did you get a cup? No, I didn't get a cup. <laughs> what do I need a cup for? So you don't sit on your balls anymore. The cup <laughs> makes it worse, dude. It puts that that thing right in there. No, you, no. You can get an oversized one, so it kind of holds them up. And is it still going to jiggle in there, and they're going to get concussioned and whatever? Concussion? <laughs> they're going to get bruised. They're vital. They're, they're vital. vital. <laughs> well, I, I understand that. But. So it wasn't much of a funny story. It's just me yelling at somebody again. But the funny thing is, this, <laughs> it must have been just one of them days. We went to Roadhouse. And uh, our waitress was busy. Um, and uh, this, you know how they all come, they all hang around by the uh, register, all the waiters and shit? Mm-hmm. 
And I'm like, okay, I'm done with my drink. Now, the waitress, she was good at refilling my drinks. And a group of six sits at the other bench across from us. And there's a table in the middle, so she can't really see. And I'm looking at her and like, you know, trying to show that I'm empty, right? Like, I'm done. You know, hello, give me a refill. I'll come here. And he's like, she's busy with those people. I say, yeah, well, I, I need a drink. Well, there's like six damn waiters standing there. All I can do is turn around and look at me and like, hello. And I know they can hear me. So then the, uh, there's a, two lesbians sitting behind Cameron. In their own bench. How do you know they're lesbians? Oh, I know they were. They, they were. They were making out while eating steak. Oh, they yeah. weren't. They weren't eating hot dogs. No, they weren't eating hot dogs. Omas, <laughs> 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 very nice. But no, they were. Uh, no, they were whatever. That's the only way I could describe them. I'm sorry, I had to say it that way. But uh, <laughs> so their waitress came up, and I'm like. <laughs> Trying to do it really louder, and he's like, "Will you stop?" I'm trying to get the waitress's attention. I'm like, I'm gonna go, "Hey, ma'am." I'm like, snap my fingers at her, or whatever. And says, "No." And my waitress is still messing with those other six people. And like, you know what? Frick it. I'm just gonna get up. I didn't say frick it. I said, "Fuck it." I'm just gonna go get me a drink. She goes, "How are you gonna do that?" I'm gonna go take my glass and go get me a drink. I actually, before I said, "I'm gonna go get one of these waiters to give me a drink." They can't do that. What are you talking about? They can't do this. Their damn job. So no, they don't wait on the other table. They can only stay to their own tables. Since when? I've never heard that lame ass excuse. No, that's not right. Pieces of shit are too busy looking at that girl with her painted on shorts. The waitress there, because even even my wife said she looked like she had uh, short undies because they were like shorts, but they look like underwear. But anyway, I'm like, and she's not that great looking anyway. But the boss in there, like, what the hell? It's like, I told the wife because she wants them tips. But uh, I said I'm just gonna go get a drink. Then I'm gonna go get my own refill. I got a tip for you. Yeah, give me a refill, bitch. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm gonna go get my own damn drink. She's okay. like, no. Don't do that. I'm going to go back where the drinks are, walk in there because I've done stupid shit like that. And you know. I've done it plenty of times, too. But you saw me do that shit at the hotel. Yeah. <laughs> we got our food for free. <laughs> so I'm like, don't do it. And I hear the maitre d', the guy that sits you down. or the He's not that fancy. Come on. <laughs> Whatever. Okay, the greeter at the door who gives you the waiter. Texas Roadhouse, not he some, actually some came, fancy place. <laughs> he actually came out and said, sir, can I get a refill? Yeah, what did you have, Dr. Pepper? My waitress is busy over there. Uh, can you? Yeah, that's fine. So he goes and, get, and she comes over after and she goes, do you need a refill? Says, oh, no, the guy's already got it. I know you were busy. Uh, it's okay. I know you were busy. Because those jackasses were going through every single item on the menu asking her what pretty much what was good. And it was so bad that the one dude sitting across from me on this side, my side of the table, was taking his biscuit and sopping up the gravy on the plate, like licking it around like, you don't do that. That's like pure dumbassery. You don't, that's supposed to have manners. It was really bad. I was like, oh, my God, what a jackass. <laughs> I felt so bad for her. But anyway, she, the guy brought me my drink. I, said, all, I told the waitress, it's all good. But you know, I told my wife, just when do the other waiters not supposed to help you out? These two fat fucks, a blonde chick with her little shorty shorts and some other ugly-looking bitch with eyebrows higher than mine touching her forehead were like, didn't want to do anything. Like, you guys suck. You're a complainer with a heart of gold. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> I was going to go complain. I really was, but again, I was in too much of a good mood because the boys were making me laugh and we just left. So I didn't complain to the manager on either one of those places. I just, you know, I shamed one and I forgave the other. There you go. You're making progress. I know. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Right. So those are my dinner funny stories. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, let's move on to this week's comics, movie, and TV news. What do you want to talk about first? I want to talk about comics. Okay. So in April, Super 7, which is the company that makes all those uh, Kenner-esque kind of action figures, you know, like the Big Trouble Little China ones, the Aliens, Predator ones, just movie properties and TV properties that never had those style of action figures made before. Uh, they make new ones and they release them you know, usually firstly at cons, but then also online. Right. Uh, so they're doing that for Masters of the Universe. And the ones that are coming out in the first wave, which I think is really cool, is He-Man, Skeletor, Beast-Man, and Merman. Oh, yeah. 
I need a robot action figure. So I thought that was pretty cool that those are the four characters they chose, considering you know, there's so many different masters in the universe, and we could have ended up with Orko and Man-at-Arms or something. Oh, God. <laughs> Stratos. But uh, I, I think it's pretty awesome that we're getting Beastman and Merman in the first wave, so definitely going to get one of each. Are you? Yeah, definitely. Nice. How much are they going to cost? They're like seven bucks each or something. Oh, okay. That's not bad. No, they're not bad at all. So uh, I think that you can pre-order them on their website. And again, the company's name is Super 7, so... Go ahead and check that out. <laughs> that reminds me of that one cartoon where uh, Shazam tells him, yeah, we have a name. We're the Super 7. And they're like, oh, that's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Walmart, which I know you like this one too, they're offering an exclusive Batman versus Superman digital comic. Uh, it's coming with specially marked packages of Dorito family fan packs. So if you buy the Dorito family fan packs from Walmart, you get a code, you can go online and get an exclusive DC Comics Batman vs. Superman promo comic. Really? And it's being written by Christos Gage and drawn by Joe Bennett. Uh, the Interesting. Pro- promotion starts February 29th. There's also a couple codes in there you can use as part of the uh, which, which do you think will win Batman vs. Superman contest that DC's running. And uh, they have a lot of different prizes if you pick correctly for which character is going to win the fight. Oh, wow. So, kind of interesting. What if it's a draw? Wow. Somebody's got to win, right? Right, yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, BriFi can't give these codes away. No. <laughs> so uh, that starts February 29th, if you're interested. Uh, in June, Marvel is relaunching Timely Comics, which is their really old brand yeah, I was gonna that say. they had before Marvel. And what they're doing is they're offering a bunch of collections of all new, all different stories. So it'll be like issue one through three of a bunch of their new titles huh. for $3 each. So, like, for $3, you'll get the first three issues of the all-new, all-different Drax or the all-new, all-different Spider-Man or Iron Man or whoever. There's oh. a huge long list online. We can go and check it out and see which titles are going to be available. But if you want to pick up a bunch of comics for cheap, that's definitely a good way to do it. Man, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, good way to check out things if you haven't checked them out before. Uh, Image announced they're doing a Spawn coloring book. <laughs> Rated R? <laughs> well, it's... Rated whatever you color it, I guess. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's coming out April 13th. And Marvel is actually doing a bunch of coloring books, too. Uh, They've done some in the past, but this current run is going to be based on Star Wars, Doctor Strange, and the Women of Power in Marvel. And those are going to come out in October. Hillary Clinton? (laughs) (laughs) Let's hope not. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I know where you stand now, Donald. No. Let's hope not that either. <laughs> Let's hope that every political candidate just disappears or something. <laughs> Who's going to run the world? Oprah? I, I don't know. Beyonce? I don't know. She runs this world! I don't want to think about it. I don't, <laughs> I don't like any of them. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Won't you run for president? It's going to be bad either way. General Deadpool for president 2016. <laughs> General testicles. General testicles for yes. president? Perhaps. Your balls might do a better job than most of those people. Nice! <laughs> <laughs> just saying. Just saying, not to get too political up in here because uh, this is not a political show. But so that's it for comics. What do you want to talk about next? Movies or TV? TV. All right. Uh, we talked about before about the Archie TV series that CW was making. They're calling it Riverdale. Yeah. So they had a few casting announcements. Uh, Camilla Mendez has been cast as Veronica. I know that name. I'm not familiar with her. I think I know who she is. I don't know, but that name sounds familiar. Okay. KJ Appa has been cast as Archie. Don't know that. And Ashley Murray has been cast as Josie. So they've they've cast Josie, Veronica, and Archie. Yes. They yet to cast Betty, Moose, and Jughead. 
I think so. And Dilton and Reggie. Yeah. Or else they did in previous weeks and we just didn't cover it. Well, Reggie, yeah, well, they still got some big ones to go. Jughead, obviously, and Reggie and Betty. Yeah. But Interesting. I thought you'd like that. I know you're a big Archie fan. Oh, yeah. Uh, even more important Cassie news, though, this week. You tell me Supergirl will punch you. <laughs> Finn Jones was cast as Iron Fist in the Netflix series. Uh, you know Finn Jones? Game Laura, of Thrones. Loras Tyrell from Game of Thrones. So he's going to be gay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Rand. Yeah. Uh, but there's been a huge amount of public backlash against this. Because they don't like him because he doesn't look tough enough? No. I, I wish that was the reason. <laughs> because he plays a gay character on Game of Thrones? Because Marvel cast a white guy to play Danny Rand. Okay. Danny Rand is almost exclusively white in the comics. Like, yeah. there was some old other stories where he wasn't, but. Right. It's been retconned, and he's a white guy. Yeah. Who is like. Kind of okay at martial arts, but nowhere near anybody in Kunlun, and then he gets the dragon power and, and becomes Iron Fist. Yeah. And they're worried that it's going to be like a white guy being better at martial arts than a bunch of Asians. They're worried that um, by casting a white guy, instead of taking the opportunity to make him a more diverse ethnicity. Oh, no, you give me $5, touchy, touchy. They're going to end up with an all-white, <laughs> you know, a mostly all-white group of the Defenders plus Luke Cage. Which, I mean, that's... That's what it is, but those characters are based off their source material. Jessica Jones is white, Danny Rand is white, you know, Punisher's white, Daredevil's white, yeah, Luke Cage is black. And that's the Defenders group they decided to go with, so... Wait, what, he's black? Luke Cage? I didn't know. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Luke Cage is freaking awesome. Luke the Cage the guy awesome. playing Luke Cage on Daredevil is freaking amazing. He is one hell of an actor. I-, I think everybody they've cast so far has been really good, except for John Barenthal, and he might prove me wrong. That's right. Shane. <laughs> Rick. <laughs> But I just think it's so weird that people get so up in arms about this. Like, they're mad that Marvel cast a white character to play a white guy from the comics. Like, people have too much time on their hands, too many things to get mad about. Like, it's all because of the Oscars, man. It's all because there's no black guy, no brown guy, no yellow guy, no orange guy being nominated for an award. I mean, I agree. Samuel L. Jackson got robbed for Hateful Eight. Like, he should have been nominated. Yeah. And I watched most of the movies that came out this year. The movies that got nominated were the best movies. People that got nominated did the best jobs. Like yeah, yeah. I think people just want to be mad. Everybody wants to see what Rock is going to do. What Chris Rock's going to do in his monologue because he's the host. Yeah, it doesn't matter. DiCaprio's winning as he let's should. Hope. Let's hope <laughs> as he should win. Oh, I don't know about that. The Revenant was a good movie, but it wasn't a great movie, and he his performance wasn't spectacular in it. Anybody could have had that role. But you know how? Okay, Tom Hardy did a very good job in that movie. Right, let me let me back up a little bit here. The Academy is stupid. Because oh, yeah. the times that the guys should have won the award, awards they don't give it stupid. to them. You should watch the Grammys. The Grammys are a fucking joke. Oh, yeah. Awards are stupid, period. Like, there's no reason for them. It seems like every year that the actor does an amazing job for a movie, he doesn't win, and mm-hmm. he does another one, the following one, they make it up to him and give him then. <coughs> the same shit happened to uh, Sean Penn. He didn't get it for freaking I Am Sam, but he got it for Milk or some crap like that. And then the other guy who was supposed to win after that, he didn't get it for that. He won it for the next one. But it, not, not poor Brad Pitt. Benjamin Button should have been the winner. They gave oh. it to fucking Slumdog Millionaire. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. I thought Pitt did another movie where I, 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 I thought he was good in Fury. I thought he should, could have won for that I one. I never watched that. Shia LaBeouf gets robbed sometimes, but he actually was pretty good in Fury, too. I, I he's not he a great actor. No, he's he not a great he actor. He hasn't been a leader in, in any movie that's No, no, he should have won like supporting actor. He, uh, okay, he's, not, he's not a great leading actor, but he's a pretty decent supporting actor in some movies. Uh, I've seen him in, um, but he, you know, it's like like I said before, Leonardo DiCaprio was crap when he started off, but now he's like the bomb. I'm not gonna lie to you. His last couple of movies have been amazing. 
And I, and I felt that Brad Pitt made that move a while back. He's just been doing spectacular DiCaprio's shit. DiCaprio's been great. Revenant is a, is a fine movie. Like it, It's boring in some places. Like It lulls too much. But the action scenes are just like incredible. And I think why they're screwing Samuel is because he's kind of typecast. I think they're just screwing Quentin Tarantino. Like, nah, they, that's true. That's they bullshit. They don't, don't want to give anything to the Hateful Eight, which is unfair because that movie is spectacular. Yeah, that, that's straight but up bullshit. That was right my there. favorite movie of last year. The only the only saving grace for all of this might be Mad Max because that movie deserves to win some major fucking awards too. Witness, <laughs> witness my ball sack. Uh, I don't think anybody wants. To. Are you spray painting your ball sack? <laughs> <laughs> they're shiny and chrome. <laughs> Take me to Valhalla. <laughs> Valhalla. Whoa. <laughs> Valhalla. That's so stupid. <laughs> I don't know what that sound is. That's a spray, man. If you say so. Let's <laughs> see me doing a spray can motion. Wait a minute, that looks kind of bad. Yeah. I can't really I, I can't really see you over the laptop, so well, I, all glad. I see is you making a motion. And I don't want to know what you're doing over there. But. Motion with the ocean. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on. I, like, I just think it's so stupid that people are getting mad about Danny Rand. Like, a white guy got cast as Danny Rand. But the I'd have been is, pissed if they'd have switched over and made a woman. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Danielle Rand. Well, I, I, fuck it, I quit. <laughs> there's, there's some characters you can do that kind of, like, stuff with. You can't do that shit with Cable. I don't care that bullshit joke. That's <laughs> bullshit. I will, I will be pissed. That will be a rant from hell. I mean, it's like what Stan Lee said before. You know, there's all these characters... And, you know, there's nothing wrong with making diverse characters. Like, it should be encouraged to make diverse characters. Like, Miss Marvel, for example, is a perfect example of a new character that's come out that a lot of people love. And if they do a Miss Marvel movie, not a Captain Marvel movie, but a Miss Marvel movie, oh, they should they do se- it about her. And if they select the white person for that one, then they can be bitching. Absolutely. Because Miss Marvel needs to be, and I know the perfect Miss Marvel. Who? I can't pronounce it. But anyway. <laughs> I-, I completely agree. I completely agree. Like, I think Deadpool showed us more than anything. That when they're making comic book movies, they have to be as true to the character as possible. Yes. Like, the stories can change. The circumstances behind the stories can change. But I think that's my, my key point of this statement, is that the characters they show in the TV and the movies need to be as true to the character in the comics as they can, because that's what draws people. I mean, they have a huge history behind them that has developed a fan base. And there's a reason that the fan base has developed. And, yeah, the race of the character does have something to do with that. I'm sure it does. Especially with a character like Danny Rand, who in the 70s was a team-up partner with Luke Cage, and it was all about the whole dichotomy of the black guy and the white guy being friends in a time when that wasn't exactly, you know, super common. Preach on, brother. Preach. Preach. Like, I just... I, Tell the world. I, I think it's so stupid that people are mad about this. So, though, if they'd have changed Blade to white guy, I'd have been pissed. I'm just saying. Okay. I'm just saying Blade is black. Yeah. He's what he snipes. Yeah. <laughs> Always been on black. It'd be kind of cool to see Blade show back up again sometime oh. soon, like Blade 5. Yeah, well, they're supposed to be making another one. With him. I'd like to see that. Oh, yeah. Anyways, moving on. Uh, we got more TV news. All right, we haven't even got the movies yet, but go ahead. Uh, Jonathan Frakes. Yes. Know, Captain Willow Riker. He's been cast as Jason in the Guardians of the Galaxy animated show. Nice. So that's kind of funny. Uh, you know, DC's Powerless move- show we talked about before? Uh-huh. Uh, it's like The Office, but in a world set with superheroes, and they're like office workers that have to deal with the fallout of like fights going on around their town and stuff. Yeah. Um, they cast a few people for that show, finally. Uh, number one is Alan Tudyk, who I'm a huge fan of. Oh, it's a leaf on the wind. <laughs> Firefly and uh, you know, Steve the Pirate. Arg. <laughs> uh, Christina Kirk, who I'm not that familiar with, and Danny Pudi, who is Abed in Community. Nice. 
So that's that's a pretty good. Uh, yeah, those, two those, dudes are. At least gonna, those yeah. two are going to be good. Yeah, uh, that's a good start. Uh huh. So we'll see who the rest of the cast ends up being. But I'm I'm getting more and more excited about this show on the CW. NBC. Oh, well, really? It's, it's really going to be like The Office. Yeah. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Should be fun. Yeah. Um. Anyways, NBC's planning on doing the pilot sometime this spring, and they're planning on releasing the show in the fall. Score. Uh, Vanessa Hudgens has been cast as the lead in the show. She's the main character. Huh. So. Disney girl. Yeah. Naked picture girl. I wouldn't know about that. She put, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's how I know that name. That's on her, wait a that came out wrong. <laughs> that came out wrong. Uh, no, she was, no, she was involved with some scandal shit. That's why. Okay. Uh, I have no clue what, who she would be one for the scandal. You know, the FX series Legion. Yeah. They've cast Amber mid thunder in the pilot, uh, as a woman named Carrie. What a name. Uh, I don't really know anything about her, but she's probably going to end up being some sort of mutant. you got to be badass if your last name is Mid-Thunder. I would think so, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to change my name to Ball-Thunder. <laughs> you should name yourself that. Ball-Thunder? Miguel Ball-Thunder. <laughs> Thunderballs. Thunderballs. <laughs> Thunderballs! It's the sound they make when they explode. Dude, when you on what? <laughs> no! Uh, so you're like this, too. Stephen Amell is campaigning to go on Supergirl. Yes. Oh, that'd be great. Because Flash already did it. I mean, that episode hasn't aired yet, but he did film that episode. Uh, and now Steven wants a chance to go on his arrow. Needs to. I agree. I think they all need to go on together. I think they had a really good run with the the Flash. I mean, we haven't seen the episode yet, but everybody said it was great. So, so maybe she gets to come over on their show, too? That'd be freaking cool. Certainly possible. I'm kind of liking this whole crossover DC TV world. They're I like that. That's, that's They're doing some stuff right. Yeah. Can't get the shit right from the movies yet, but you know they're doing stuff right on TV and the cartoons. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm pleased. We'll have to wait and see. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that's it for TV. You have failed this TV segment. Going on to movies. <laughs> uh, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, the guys who wrote Deadpool, uh, they're going to have a hand in Fox's 2017 X Force film. Uh, basically, anything that has Deadpool involved in it, they're going to be the guys behind him. That's good. I think that's excellent. That's a very good call. Uh, they've done a really good job staying true to the character and making him funny. Like I feel like the script for the movie was as good as like anything that's been written comic wise for him in a long time. So, uh, I'm, I'm on board with those guys taking the reins. Maybe they can uh, work a deal out so they can actually say Bob's from Hydra and use him a little bit more in the next one. That'd be cool. Uh, <laughs> Bob, <laughs> I haven't seen you since. Uh... <laughs> There's also a rumor. Domino is going to be a main character in the second movie. So I'd be Ooh. happy with that too, man. Let's see. Tommy Flanagan has been added to the cast of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Okay. But we don't know what role yet. Huh. And then uh, the next point of contention for a lot of people is Batman vs. Superman. The home release is going to have an R-rated ultra-violent version. As it should. <laughs> but don't you think it's a little coincidental that a week after Deadpool was super successful, they were like, oh yeah, we're going to do an R-rated version too. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. You cannot have a fight scene and not be violent. I'm sorry. Sure. I mean, you're going to make it all PG, blah, 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 blah. But you, seriously, the way this Batman's supposed to be, he's supposed to be off the chain. Sure. So I, this did, you be- see, did you see the, the parody uh, trailers for uh, Ant-Man 2? No. Ant-Man and the Wasp is going to be NC-17. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. I kept seeing those pop up everywhere. I kept laughing at no, them. I haven't seen that yet. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I think we're probably going to see a wave of like superhero movies that shouldn't be R-rated trying to be R-rated just because they want to mimic Deadpool's success, which is really dumb. Yeah. Like, 
if people are taking the wrong things away from Deadpool, and that's been a point of discussion for a lot of people in the comic book movie making business. Like James Gunn has talked about it. I know that Ryan Reynolds has. I know the people behind Deadpool have. And they're all like, people are taking the wrong things away from Deadpool. Yes, it was successful. Yes, it was an R-rated movie. But it was successful because the movie was true to the character, not because of the other stuff. Right. So like, if you're going to make an Ant-Man movie, you're going to make a, a Batman Superman movie, make the movie true to those characters. You know, with, with some, you can take some... You, you know, could take Batman and make it an R. There's not gonna, doesn't have to be any nudity, but more killing because Batman is vicious. And, and the criminals in his element, obviously, the Joker, they, they, Superman can't be R. He just can't. There is no, if you want to stay true to Superman, unless you go all that one version of him, but I'm just saying, yeah, I agree with you 100%. You can't just go R because they went R. It's right. ridiculous. I don't think it's enough to. What's next? One woman triple X? Yeah, there's no way to justify it. <laughs> Do you hear me? Yeah, I heard you. <laughs> no comment? <laughs> what, Wonder Woman Vin Diesel team up? What? No! <laughs> I said Wonder Woman Triple X, not her and Vin Diesel. Yes, I know there's another Triple X coming out. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> You're not funny. All right. <laughs> yeah, you are. That's pretty damn funny. <laughs> He's got her Iron Giant. Oh. <laughs> he was the Iron Giant, remember? Yeah, I do now. Nice. Uh, <laughs> and that is it for news. Uh, oh, we didn't have no movies? That was it for Oh, me. that was it? Okay. Yeah. Oh, man, where the hell was I at? <laughs> thinking about dirty movies and, and R ratings. You're just concerned with your balls today. Yeah, I know. They hurt. They're, sh- they're shiny and chrome. <laughs> Witness. A whole new meaning to Mad Max. <laughs> Mad Mike. <laughs> and that's it, guys. So I want to remind you to follow us on our social media. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash comical podcast. On Twitter, I am at comical podcast. I'm at comical podcast, too. And coming soon, my balls will be a gentle testicles. <laughs> General testicles. Yeah. All right, we can make that happen. No, no. I have a picture of him as the. <laughs> That's bad. You got to spray paint him silver first. Oh though. god, <laughs> this shit won't come off. I think we should make this happen. Silver member instead of gold member. Very nice. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Until that time, keep on laughing, bitches. But I don't get a perfect.